With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 174th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, we're going to take a look at free agency here. Uh, we, uh, we're we on the other side of the season now. No games this week. The Falcons finished 7-9. Uh, you know, thrilling victory down in Tampa Bay, 28-22, to drop three more spots in the draft and get a tougher schedule for 2020. But we got some issues here that are facing the Falcons' front office, and we're going to look over them here today. Uh had a big meeting with uh, Coach Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov yesterday uh, at their press conference, and you know they uh, didn't do a very good job of answering our questions uh, with regards to the roster moves. Because, but that's okay because I think they, um, you know, they just kind of found out they were going to be back and uh, or a little bit behind, uh, and when they, you know, generally have done contract extensions. But now they have some time, no games to prepare for, senior. So down the, the road a little bit drafts in April uh, so we're going to try to give you a rough uh, rough map here of where they're headed who's uh, up for what and uh, then we could debate on uh, you know who deserves what contract and, and so forth and so on so they're um, the big issues uh, been studying it here the last 48 hours. Uh, some big issue is, hey, what to do with Austin Hooper and Devondre Campbell? And based on the meetings and the response from the hierarchy, uh, they're going to figure out something to do with Hooper. And uh, they kind of left us uh, in the lurch a little bit on uh, Vic Beasley and Devondre Campbell. Uh, kind of like they hadn't arrived at their full decisions yet. You know, they might think they could replace the two in the draft. Vic was an eighth overall pick. That would be uh, quite stunning. But, you know, reportedly he was on the trading block each of the last two years, so it wouldn't be a major surprise to the uh, fan base. So uh, the the block here is going to be, hey, what do you do with Hooper and Campbell? I think we know which way the Beasley one's going to go. Hooper's contract is a... Uh, Market value is a five-year, $49.9 million deal, according to SpotRack, which, you know, they were right on the money with Julio and Grady Jarrett, so we'll stay with them. Uh, They were a little bit high on Devontae Freeman, but, uh, you know, they got a track record. And, uh, you know, it's a tool we'll use uh, because not in the good old days when the GM would help explain the contract situation, uh, the Falcons and some other teams around the league, uh, you know, consider that proprietary information uh, that the fans don't deserve uh, to know about. So we got our ways of getting it, and uh, you know the NFLPA post numbers—they're uh, a little bit late. And, and uh, you know, the team is quick to point out, well, hey, those aren't the correct numbers. 
But I was like, well, okay, we'll give them to us. And they, you know, they never want to do that. But everybody's in the ballpark. It's the best system we have nowadays here in 2020 with all the new technology and so forth. So let's keep it moving. Got five things I want to do. I want to go over the list, stay or go, give you senior bowl dates, give you the uh, combine dates, and then just kind of discuss some salary cap issues that will be facing the Falcons here moving forward. List of free agents. Let's go to that here. We'll just go. Uh, we'll go down the whole list and just come back. Go back over it. It's uh, 26 names, so stay with me. Uh, we'll just do it as we go. Vic Beasley, I think he's going. Jack Crawford, right price return. Punter Matt Bosher, I think he's gone. They're talking about the specialist in the draft. So uh, Matt certainly had the. Uh, Growing injuries and so forth, and you know we like them, but uh, you know I thought it was ironic they were talking about uh, specialists in the draft. So they they out you don't draft kickers, you draft punters. So they're not drafting a long snapper. They got the great Josh Harris, defensive end Adrian Claiborne. I mean, solid veteran. You'd look like to see him back, but you want him to get in the best deal he can get. Uh, quarterback Matt Schaub. Uh, I must do for 500 yards this year. I sign him back. That's a club option. I think they take it. Uh, wide receiver Justin Hardy, you know, right price, special teams guy. Had a big play in the uh, Bucks game. Uh, steady roster guy. I'll keep him. Cornerback Bleedy Ray Wilson. I would definitely keep him. Uh, he bailed him out down the stretch here when True Fountain went out. Uh, strong veteran. He might have made him some money on the marketplace with his fine play, too. So, uh, yeah, I would keep him the right price. Safety linebacker Kamal Ishmael, one of your key special teams guy. Um, uh, not real. Yeah, you definitely want to keep him at the right price. Defensive tackle Taylor Davidson. I don't know if um, you bring him back if you, you think Deaton Sinat can't play, which, you know, he was inactive for 15 games this year, former third-round pick. Uh, he's going to have to make the roster next year, it looks like. Safety, bring safety J.J. Wilcox back. Defensive end Stephen Means had a knee, bring him back. Running back Kenyon Barner, returner, definitely bring him back. Fullback Keith Smith. Yeah, I want I want some more Keith Smith. Led the team in special team tackles. Uh, safety, Jonathan Ciperon. Definitely a hitter. Uh, I think he was going to be uh, uh, good watching him play uh, when Keanu Neal went down. So, yeah, I bring back all the safeties because they're all hurt. And, heck, you know, you're going to uh, guard yourself against injury next year. Those guys might be able to get something more on the open market. Uh, punter Ryan Allen. Yeah, bring him back till you have a healthy one. Uh, but if you're going to draft one, you don't have to bring him back. And, heck, you found him on the street last year. Uh, that might be where he'll be if you need him. But he had to love his coffin corner punts. No question about it. Cornerback Jameer, Jamar Taylor. Uh, you know, you should be okay at cornerback, depending on who all you cut and so forth. Of course, tight end Austin Hooper. Yeah, you figure out a way to get that done. Defensive tackle Rasheed Hegeman's on the list. Uh, um, I think that was, you know, after his injury to, to um, you know, maybe find a way to pay him. 
But uh, yeah, he's not coming back. Linebacker Devondre Campbell. I, I, if you can play football, you come back. If you can't play football, you don't come back. Devondre led the team in tackles. He's coming back. I don't know if you could pay him. Certainly could probably get more on the open market. But I'm like, hey, we want you back. And hopefully they could find the happy uh, number for him and his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. If not, I'm certain he'll be playing somewhere in the league and, uh, you know, maybe uh, making some good money. Fourth round pick, so he didn't have a big contract. Uh, they didn't redo it, didn't extend it. So uh, let the man uh, go find out what his worth is on the open market. It's America. Offensive lineman John Witzel, he was valuable as a deep reserve. Um, he'll be there. He'll be available again for that role. Uh, Sherrod Neesman, a uh, good kid, was on the Super Bowl team. He's getting close to his pension, so you always root for those guys. Uh, Christine Phillips, his agent, will uh, get him to the best possible place. Quarterback Matt Sims on the list uh, just because of an injury deal there, too. Then offensive guard center Wes Schweitzer, another draft pick. Uh, you know, uh, Wes eventually played himself into where he was a starter for the team here at the end. Uh, but Wes Schweitzer, I think you, you know, they they really believe in the importance of their depth. Overpaid for Jamin Brown last year. He got beat out by Wes. So if I'm Wes, I'm thinking, hey, uh, let me see if I can get one of these Jim and Brown deals out there on the marketplace or, or come on back. Restricted free agents, you know, they'll tender these. Uh, wow. Let me see here. Michael Bennett, no. Defensive tackle who was injured. Old Ohio State guy. Young boy. Cool, the kicker. Yeah, take care of that. Bring him in, have him some competition. Running back Brian Hill, have uh, yeah, bring him back. Uh, you got Edo Smith coming back from. We don't know how bad that neck injury was either. Uh, got Quadri Allison, Freeman. Got to make a decision on him. And uh, but I, I like the way Brian Hill played. So bring him back. Uh, Hill Edo Smith is that enough at running back? Hill Edo Allison is that enough? Hmm. They're gonna draft. It's gonna. They've drafted a running back in four to five lap years. So I don't know if that's gonna be enough at running back. But hey, I like uh, good running, good heart running kids. Uh, definitely uh, Brian and Allison. Uh, Edo was doing this thing before. He's just gonna. You know, he's a little guy and uh, got got nicked up there, neck injury. So that's your list of free agents. Our kind of quick stay or go. I'm sure we'll have that for the whole roster coming up like we do in January uh, when the Falcons don't go to the playoffs. Uh, We'll do a whole deep roster analysis on the offensive and defensive sides of the football. Special teams going to be real tricky this year because, you know, with the five punters and two kickers and well, three kickers, really, but um, one didn't make it to the season. He was so bad. So we'll be uh, keeping you abreast of that uh, as we get and start sinking into the off season here. Now, the Senior Bowl is January the 25th. Uh, they've got a really good lineup down there. Uh, so, you know, be on the watch for that. The Falcons are Senior Bowl uh participants they like seeing guys down there and they've drafted them going back to um robert alford and 
you know, last year Lindstrom and McGarry were down there, and they let those guys down there. So, uh, senior, but William Moore was a senior bowl uh, alum also. So, uh, we'll be down there to see those first couple practices. And then when they take off the pads, you know, we kind of come on back and watch it on TV like everybody else. But that's Saturday the 25th, Mobile, Alabama. Then the next big date after that uh, will be the uh, Combine, February the 24th through the tw- March the 2nd. Uh, they're changing around some of the uh, workouts and so forth, too. Let me see if I could get to that real quick for you all. But the workouts are going to change a little bit at the Combine. I don't think that's of any concern, but other than just the folks on watching it on TV and so forth. So uh, let's uh, see if we can get to that for you real quick. NFL Combine 220, 2020, Indianapolis. But yeah, so that that's coming up. Got the important dates here. That's not the one I was looking for though. And we'll see. Uh, any running backs running a four eight? Uh, don't don't go don't go to the combine. Don't come out early. Stay in school. Okay, but yeah, we'll get that workout stuff for you later on here. But those are dates. Uh, February 20th through 24th. For the meantime, you know, enjoy the playoffs. See what uh, Falcons got to do to catch the Saints. They finished six games behind them each of the last two years. So uh, I believe that's correct. Quoting the Mark Bradley column there. Uh, but, yeah, 7-9, and nine and you, yeah, I'm just locked in on that. But they got to catch the Saints, whatever the number is. So uh, watch that and see how they um, – can do that here over the off season. Now, salary cap wise, they are sitting out. Um, you know, they're confusing you all, especially my Twitter GMs that go to the websites and stuff over the cap and spot rack, and they see the Falcons are two point six million under the cap. Cap's going up in a two hundred million uh, dollar era of the salary cap. But they seem to be fine, or they at least saying they are, uh, because they can, you know, do some, you know, some maneuvering with contracts. They've already done a little bit with uh, Grady and uh, Matt Ryan's contracts, moving cash forward, uh, turning it into bonuses, and then they can spread it back out over the years, lower cap number, just some football accounting stuff but even when they do that they're still tight and that's before the cap casualties that they uh, uh, invariably are going to take on they've got some decisions to make some are are, uh, more clear than others Uh, but you know like Freeman with three years left, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to restructure that. Uh, I'll keep him around. He's only 28. Uh, the, the, the fact is he hasn't performed since he signed the new deal in, uh, 17. Uh, so I want to incentivize him, uh, to, you know, run the ball better or, or, you know, read his blocks better or, you know, it's a thin line between being, you know, old Freeman and the 3.6 of carry Freeman. And then it should help him with the better blocking too. They got to do that. So I'm keeping true font. I'm keeping Mac. I don't see any other, you know, obvious cap casualties other than Jamin Brown, uh, letting Vic Beasley go, um, 
and then I'm trying to get some money for Campbell from somewhere. But uh, that's where we're at here with the salary cap. Uh, Nick Polk's one of the best in the business. I'm sure they, uh, you know, folks are like, well, they don't have any money. They they don't have any money to be a player in free agency. They have money to take care of their roster, and that's been the operation here over the last few years. Now, uh, taking care of the roster here could mean getting Hooper and letting Campbell go, which is the bottom line. And, uh, you know, some of these other players uh, uh, are good players to have, and you can keep them on your roster, uh, and and they'll just have to figure out a way to do that. Of course, you know the top 51 salaries are the only ones uh, that counts toward the salary cap. So uh, we'll see how this uh, offseason unfolds. It was uh, just a strange season, one in seven then six and two, they're claiming everything's fixed, but I don't know if they're buying fool's goal, especially those two wins over Kyle Allen and the one over Jacksonville, which looked like a scrimmage. But that Tampa Bay win was, you know, hard fought. They were getting knocked around, uh, and they stayed in there and kept fighting. So I was, you know, that was that was impressive. So I'm not gonna sell them short on that. The team came out and fought, but I think you want to get the running game together. We'll get. To you know how they're gonna fix all this over the off season, uh, but right now we just wanted to give you the roadmap on free agency, the senior bowl, the combine, a couple thoughts on the salary cap, and with that, we're gonna get out of here. From the 174th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you know about the Atlanta Falcons, everything you need to know, so we kind of sink into the off season mode. Start watching the playoffs. Enjoy those. Take care and have a great rest of the week and an excellent 2020. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.